Hey, everybody. Hi. This is Stevie. It's Hathel. And this is Apologies Now. After, what, three weeks? Has it been? I thought it was two. Is it two weeks? We took the masters off. Yes. Well, you did. Uh, yeah, you were working, I yeah. suppose, right? Yeah, for, we, did, we did 50 plus IVs. For the people listening outside of Augusta, uh, there, uh, during the Masters week in Augusta, Georgia, the city basically turns into uh, a different city. Yeah, I would say. Not quite. But not quite Mardi Gras by any means, you yeah, know, but. but uh, you get the concept. Yeah. Uh, people come here from all over the world to behave like they can't behave in normal life. Right. And, and I'm here to help. <laughs> you help afterwards. That's what we do. We're drenched hydration. We actually help pregame and postgame. <laughs> oh, we do. Oh, absolutely. I want to hear about last week for you. Um, yeah. No, but yeah. So it's uh, we left, but a lot of people leave and a lot of people stay because they enjoy the festivities. Yeah. You know, I think that um, it weird, weirdly, I think it was a slower Masters than usual. You know, we had the first this not. Even two before the last were the COVID masters, which was not no attendance, right? And then the last one we did pretty well. Um, I think it was very busy. It was very jovial, and people were here to party, right? And then this week people were a bit more reserved. Uh, We didn't have the business that we did the year previous. I think we did about two thirds at drenched hydration as we did the year before, which is I'm not going to argue with it, but I was expecting, I was hoping for double. Well, you know, Um, people are probably worried about the banking. I th- think these are, could be. I think I don't know. I think that they issued uh, a third of the tickets that they normally do. Well, that's I know that's that. what I was told. I don't know how true that is. Um, I will say they've gotten in my twenty-ish years of being in Augusta. You remember back a couple of decades ago, you would just have people. Hey, man, you want a ticket? Right. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, tomorrow afternoon I can't make it. You want to just go or whatever. Right. And you could just kind of go willy-wally, whatever, a couple times a week, yeah. you know? That's just, you have and, to be in a certain group and, of friends for that. I mean, okay, maybe I took it for granted. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. assumed that's how it was. Yeah, well, I've been so many times, I'm like, I'm okay. Whatever, right? Yeah. But uh, now it's become very corporate, and maybe they are issuing less, but why would they? It seems I don't like, know. You know? I don't understand that. Um, we went, Morgan and I, before we left town, went the Saturday before for the women's final parked, which is complete nonsense. You know, it's a circus trying to park there. And then we walked all the way up and, uh, they rang the horn, you know, and, uh, they rang the horn to. Say that they were going to suspend play and everybody get the hell out. So we didn't even make it in. And we just turned around and walked back. But we were going to go back. But then we were leaving for, you know, we were leaving for Atlanta Airport that afternoon. Uh-huh. Uh, so we just left it alone. Gave the tickets to uh, one of our residents. You know? where, where did y'all go? Uh, yeah, we went to Cabo. Okay. Uh, I had not been before. Um, and we, if anybody hops on Google Maps and looks, and if you see Cabo, Cabo San Lucas, if you look at the city itself and if you look to the most southern tip of land on that peninsula, we were literally right there. Okay. The place we were at was called uh, Land's End. It was called Grand Solmar Land's End. And it was absolutely stunning. Like, it was just so beautiful. It's deserty. Uh-huh. 
you know, it's kind of like just Southern California, that dry, deserty climate. And but the weird thing was, uh, you can't get in the water. And I don't like going to the beach to not get in the water. I like laying around in the sand and kids are making sandcastles and playing and getting hot and going in the water and coming. You know what I mean? Why, why were you unable to get into the water? Because the Pacific Ocean is volatile anyway. The waves are big, but this landmass is so thin and I guess so not substantial. There's two things. That sounded stupid. It's it's land, just like any other land. But the waves are volatile. But in addition to that, the... Undertow? The undertow's there because the shelf drops off within like a 100 feet or something oh. crazy. And so I was sitting there on oh, our balcony. But there's balcony. a big fish out there off that shelf. Well, that's the reason people go there is because that's where the whales go by. Oh, And wow. so there, the only thing in the water were boats chasing whales. I'm sure the whales fucking appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's just... <laughs> You know, uh, but that was the and and you could see it because the waves would come up and you would see you know how you normally see the undertow and it's whatever like on the Atlantic side you will just see all of it kind of get frothy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just linearly and and here there would be like pockets where there would be this huge undertow and you would actually see just that area for about twenty feet radius just turned into like frothy water. It was, uh, I can see how it would just pull a person in and just right, carry them off. Every once in a while, you'd hear the sonic boom, kind of like, you know, when you hear, uh, you hear, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever heard it, but you know, sonic boom, like when an airplane uh, takes off uh, and yeah. it sounded like that. It wasn't that, but what would happen is they call them rogue waves. And so something like one in every 20 or 30 waves has just got this huge mass to it and just slams the beach and we'd be laying around because we couldn't go in the beach and when we were hanging out we were at the pool one of the pools we were and you just hear this boom uh, i mean echo loud it would everybody just kind of freak out for a second after a couple of days you get used to it sounds like a bomb going off it was just a ginormous wow. road wave slamming into Are you the sure that's what it was or were they, they weren't doing executions of americans <laughs> around the corner <laughs> I will say that I was a little on edge. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, people a, are dying around there, aren't they? I was a little on or edge. Or are they around so, there? So, uh, uh, you know, um, after we came back, we just heard that four people died right. around Cancun, other side. Okay. It turned out they were of Mexican origin uh, dealing drugs. Uh. And so, but then you just heard a couple of weeks before I went, there was some people from South Carolina that went to Mexico for some for a sort medical of medical thing. Yeah, that, that seems for, that seemed a little that odd seems a little to suspect. me. By the way, well, they went across in car to I think to to do what Juarez or something. Something you know, they're, what I mean? they, they're right there at Brown uh, Brownsville, Brownsville? Which, that Brownsville, which is in that place, like, that is where the drugs. I don't think pass. that's where you're supposed to be. No, yeah. that's where the drugs take place. That's don't, where the passage is. So yeah. go there if you want, want to, get to get shot, shot or, or get a tummy tuck. <laughs> Right? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I was a little on edge, but so it turns out. So that if you're down in Mexico, hopefully you're better off. But I don't know. I, I think there's, is there an advisory for Americans not to go to Mexico so, right now? So I know I, the federal federal employees can't go. hundred percent. So I was looking at all this before I was on edge. Um, Mexico, like any other country, has great places and places that you just completely stay away from, just like the United States and any other, you know what I mean? Whatever. Right. But... Um, Cabo has a uh, intermediate risk for kidnapping, which doesn't make me feel particularly wonderful. Right. 
that Especially being said, with your beautiful children and your beautiful wife. I, I can't say that wasn't on my mind. I, I will say that I was trying to make my peace with it because that whole uh, Cabo, that whole peninsula, the top portion of it is Tijuana, right by San Diego. And that place you stay away from. Yeah, been there. Yeah, we were the equivalent of like New York to Atlanta away. Right. Oh, I see. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was trying to make my peace with it. It's a high-end, nice place. The part that I couldn't reconcile. How are the people? People were very nice. Okay. They, were, they were very nice, but, you know, we were also at an extremely, extremely luxurious, nice, protected by guns and walls place. Yeah. And the fact that you have to have that there causes me some concern. Like, you know what I mean? Just the fact that you have to have walls and, and security, like, no, no. Anytime you leave, how many people are in the van? What's your condo number, room number? Uh, and they check, reconcile that when you come back. Uh-huh. Make sure everybody's coming back. Not going to be extra. No extras, you know, that kind of thing. And um, the part that I, and this is something. So you said that you couldn't reconcile? What's wrong here? Well, I yeah. No, no, no. And I want to, I want to, I want your take on it that, when you leave there, we were in Cabo, you know, the, the, I described where it was, and but when you leave where we were at, the protected nice area, you're in downtown Cabo. There are some extremely nice restaurants there, shopping there, all kinds of fun stuff to do there. There's a marina there, you know what I mean, with high, like beautiful yachts. I mean, there's people with wealth that go there, uh-huh. uh, way beyond what you and I uh, have ever seen. And so, but... Then there are the people that live there. Right. And they are there specifically to service the other folks that are not from there. That's how they live. That's how they Tourist live. Interest, interest. And so I'm like, man, I guess they want us here because they make their living because we're here. Right. But then I just can't get over the fact that I'm, I'm so we, Morgan's going to laugh about this when I say this. I love my in-laws. My in-laws are extremely gentle, good, good awesome. people. And, I love your in-laws. And, no, no, and they they want they uh, adore Cabo. That it speaks to them. On and they Did they go. They've been going every year for the last seven years. Were they with y'all? Yeah, they were. They okay. were. And uh, but they give back to the community and and kind of. Uh, uh, in fact, I want to talk about something they did for my kids. Uh, that on retrospect, I, it's a good thing. But you know, I was on edge then too. But uh, they <laughs> a double-edged they, sword. They. Give back. I just, uh, I don't think most people that go there are not doing that. I think most people going there are doing like when people come here to Augusta, but on a more decadent level are going there to do things that they can't do or are not allowed to do here. Okay. And I saw some stuff there that was a little off-putting. I didn't like it. I I mean, I, I saw, you know, there was... There was obvious poverty. Okay. Um, I'll start at the most benign, and um, I and a lot of folks don't have running water, don't have electricity. Um, at one point, I was in the marina, and you know, whatever. I'd had a beer before, or something like that, to pee, and so we're doing these little trinket shopping and all that crap. And there's this one guy that's very articulate uh, in the in the market and whatever. And I was buying something that I didn't want to buy for one of my kids, whatever it was. And I'm like, hey, man, I got to pee. He's like, I right, will just go to one of the restaurants and go pee. And and we wouldn't, you can't do that here. You know what I mean? So I was just like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, He goes, no, just walk into wherever you want to go and go to the bathroom. What do you mean you pee. can't do that here? 
Well, I mean, you can't just like stop your car and say, I'm going to go pee in McDonald's? chilies or whatever. Yes, you can. I, I, I do it all the time. <laughs> okay. Well, so this. They're just lucky I don't do it in the parking lot. Well, these were nicer restaurants, McDonald's. Uh-huh. They were they were just like, go pee. So I was just like, well, why? That's okay. You're not from here. You can do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? You're, oh. you can do that. I'm like, well, they here. Can't. So I was just like, well, what do you do when you have to pee? You're sitting here all day. He goes, oh, I got to go walk that direction a quarter mile, and I got to pay. I'm like, you got to pay to pee? <laughs> he goes, yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, that's kind of unfair, you know, and they're the ones over your servants. So that's fine. That's just kind of a – but then I saw uh, prostitution that didn't look like they were particularly happy. I, I, I'm fairly – You do want a happy hooker. I <laughs> – I mean, I'm with you on that. There, you got it. You have to draw the line somewhere. If the hookers aren't happy, who is? Who is? <laughs> um, but I, I feel like it broke my heart, and I tried to. I, honestly, it, it it bothered me for a while. That I think there was some. I looked. I looked. I didn't want to be there anyway. Uh, in the community, not that I don't hooking. No, I just. I think I saw some underage, like I'm more. Sure. Pe- yeah, kind of pedophilia kind of like oh god you know what i mean and i don't know that but i think that's what was going on Uh and then there's probably people that go there for stuff like that and it's just like makes me sick and sad and angry and everything all at the same time and that's just to say that when i go to a place like that on one hand we need to be aware of that. I think our children need to be aware that there is a life like that in the world that they'll hopefully never even be around. But I go there to like lay on the beach in my luxury yeah, well, resort. You're, you're you know? going to a place with a dichotomy of classes that like that with the rich and the poor. You're going to have people taken advantage of. Yes, without a doubt, you're going to see. I, you're you're, see no, that. for sure, no, brother. I, 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 and I've been to third world countries. My whole life. Yeah, I mean, that's right. not that's not. I mean, the you're, issue. From, you're from, from a third world I country. I mean, but but here's the difference. The difference is if you go to India, India has its own. You have economy. your own slave. No, but but it's your it's, it's it's your own. It's got it's got its own standing. Isn't it different if it's your own slave? It's, uh, I suppose so. You know, but if you go to the Caribbean, they've got a diversified economy where Europeans are coming. The here, the sense is that this whole place is built on Americans wanting to come here. The drug trade is coming through there specifically for America. Uh-huh. And I just, it just felt, it felt gross. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel guilty. I didn't feel guilty about being there. I mean, whatever. We work hard and we can go on vacation and all that. But it felt gross. And it felt like they had to tolerate us with a smile because we give them money. I can see that. I can and, see and, that. you know, and it, I, I hate the pissing everybody cereal and that's what i was you know and i was bringing this up on vacation to morgan she's just like what is wrong with you can't you just enjoy yourself and i'm like i want to but then i'm seeing this but so because you're paying attention you're taking it all in i i do you know so so my uh mother-in-law has a wonderful again wonderful heart she's been she's been uh donating to this foundation um the uh i'm gonna come up with a name before the end of this podcast because i want people to know about it um it's a foundation that helps uh, orphans and underprivileged children, which is a lot of them over there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this, but she has been taking my children's and whoever else's like clothing that they don't wear anymore, mm-hmm. and have been literally manually transporting that uh-huh. 
uh, in a suitcase for years and, and gives it to these, this foundation. And so she had set this up where the president of the foundation joined us one morning at the resort and we hired a driver and we went into the city, which is eye-opening because there's a lot of people that just don't have, which I think people conceptually recognize, but, and I've not been going out of the country for a few years. So it kind of hit me again, you know, right. when I used to go to India all the time, it just kind of is weird. way it was. Yeah. Well, we go to this Nor place. Nor did you give a shit. It's hard to, when it's that, you know, how do you affect you that? Have no, you, well, how do you yeah, affect that? You have no control over Zero. it at all. Yeah, you know, and I've got some images burned in my head, man, from when I was in India, when I was little, that, that stick with me. Um, but anyway, I'm listening. You know, yeah, so we go to the store, and it was the equivalent of a uh, Walmart. Okay. It wasn't Walmart, but it was like Walmart. And uh, and so they have everything, and the pro- foundation president had a list of... It's a la uh, Walmart. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> L, oh, uh, sorry. Okay, L, L, whatever. Um, La Quinta? I'm so I got. The uh, list, my kids found all the different things that that list had and put them in the, it was fun for the kids. You know what I mean? They were like looking for spaghetti sauce or bologna or whatever it is that was on the list. And so they had a good time. Basically they had this like exhilaration of shopping and filled up three carts full of all kinds of staples. And, uh, and we paid for it. And then I thought we were done. Like I thought, okay, cool. Like this will go to the orphans and all that. We're fucking going over to the orphans to give it to them. Oh, and I was like, ah, as much as I want to help them, I don't want to go there, you know? Oh God. Uh, but, it was good. My, so my kids got to now go Get in the way of your vacation. Well, that You part, want to be by the pool. I want to be by the pool, look at the beach, whatever. But uh, the part that was a little distressing for me was because this particular orphanage was in the nicest squatter camp in town. Huh. <laughs> Not just any squatter camp. It was the best one. Okay. And in these squatter camps, because you're a squatter camp expert at this point. No, no, no. This is what they. This is what. <laughs> this is what they told me. Okay. And I'm like, that's supposed to make this me fucking nice feel. Squatter yeah, camp. that's supposed to make me feel very comfortable, very safe. You know, no, no, don't, nothing will likely happen. This is one of the nicer squatter okay, camps. Okay. <laughs> and, and oh shit. I'm over here staring at my wife like, are we really what doing this? You know. And, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. And, and you know, Morgan, she's super nice and very chill and kind of go with the flow. So I she's know. not saying anything. Now, I look like the asshole from the day before. I'm over here, like, happy to contribute, you know, do whatever. Want the, kids to have, yeah, want the kids to have some culture. But I don't know that them visiting something like this is going to enrich their lives. Okay. I, it's just so, it's so, it, they're so separated from them. Right. So I'm like, I don't think it's going to help. Why the hell are we going here, you know? I thought I had squashed it. Mm. Well, after the Walmart trip, no, I had not squashed it. Hop in the car. I'm like, where are we going? We're going over there to go give it to them. So I'm over here like, God damn You know, we're going into the squatter camp. We go into this place, and it has no roads. It's all dirt alleys, dry, uh, dust everywhere. I'm not – none of that's problematic for me, whatever. The part that's problematic is that the squatter camp is a squatter camp because no one can have a structure built on it. Okay. Unless you buy the lot that you are a squatter on. Okay. Okay. How many pesos is that? I don't know, but here's the kicker. Once you buy it, now you can build a structure on it. Okay. But you still don't get electricity or water. 
That sounds like a favela. Oh, but guess what? You still pay property taxes. Oh, awesome. It was the weirdest thing. And so you're just like, all right, we'll go. And that, that kind of like, you know, what the, <clears throat> I don't know what that, that's about. That's, uh, but so we go there. We finally get in to the intricate like squatter camp, finally found this place. We walked in. The kids were wonderful. They were super happy, beautiful little kids. And as soon as, and to be quite frank, I felt very good and happy. And frankly, I was tearful uh, because, you know, my, my mother-in-law gave the bag to them with a bunch of clothes and a couple of little girls got some princess dresses that I know I had bought like Mira Nara like a few years ago that didn't yeah. fit them. And this is the only princess dress that poor little girl's ever going to get. I mean, it was just a very good... And my kids were, once again, to my point, very standoffish. Not, they were smiling, but they were just like, what do I do? And I suppose it was probably a good experience for them to see yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they were so appreciative of my mother-in-law. She was wonderful. Like, she... she. What is this place called? Do you know? Um Solmar Foundation, S O L M A R Foundation. Solmar Foundation. Yeah, and I'll actually, I think they've got an Instagram or something yeah, or that, Facebook or something. I'll put it on there. Website. But yeah, yeah if, there, if there's a way to help, I think people should help. I think it's, you know, it, it's one. I mean, it was, I came full circle. I didn't want to be there because I was worried about the safety of my kids. I still was as we were leaving. Um, but. Yeah, it was it was good, you know. They it was funny because they put my mother in law on the spot at the end, and they were like, "Hey, Helen, uh, would you like to say something to these kids?" She didn't fucking know that she was going to be put on the spot like that, so she was a little taken back. And I'm kind of quick on my feet, so I was like, "Should I jump in and just say something?" Luckily, I didn't want to, but I would have. Um, and she just—it was really beautiful, man. She just said, uh, "You know, you're the hope of Mexico, and uh, love each other and love everybody." and uh rise up you know i love it yeah no it was great yeah it was good it was really good i didn't like it but (laughs) i didn't like the whole but it was a good experience um i'll shut up about that between the poor kids the sonic boom and the unhappy prostitutes (laughs) did you do anything fun (laughs) the food was fantastic yeah the food was amazing how many tortillas did you eat (laughs) we had traditional mexican breakfast lunch dinner for a few days Uh, did you get enough of it oh my god man i ate and i started getting all soft you know how uh you and Josh, you guys were talking about you go on vacation, you start feeling soft. After. Yeah. Yeah, you start kind of feeling I'm soft weird. when I get there. <laughs> That's funny. So what about you, man? Last week, you were, you say, working. Yeah, we did lots of mobile IVs um, for groups um, here in town. These people pre- before coming to town, contact you and say, yeah. we have, and again, for people listening outside of Augusta, there are, I, I would undersell wealthy people. We're talking about uh, the the people with multiple jets. Yeah, well, yeah, we had those two. Yeah, <laughs> we had those yeah, two. But, but um, they, but they probably a serviced uh, a group of men that every one of them had their own jet. Their own jet. But they, but, they, but they, we also have regular guys that come in for that golfing friends that have gotten tickets that come in town and they they want to feel better you know they want to be hydrated for the for the tournament but, but do they contact you before oh yeah they con- a- some companies will actually call me before and set up for so many people for every morning some gentlemen will call me and say hey uh, a couple of buddies of mine have a house on river island could you send a group absolutely 
Um, and we, you know, we have recovery drenches. We have basic IVs. We have, we also do NAD. I right, mean, right. that but takes a little longer. Is this, is it fair to say that this sort of service is, people are accustomed to having it? And it's, they, it's in the people. Okay. It's funny because people out of town tend to know in larger markets know exactly what it is, and it's normal. Got it. Okay. Here in Augusta, people don't tend to know how beneficial an IV can be. Sure, sure. It's, a, it's basically, I call it a cheat. Right. So you're hungover or you are getting, I call it pre-gaming or post-gaming. Right. You're either getting ready to party. Right. Are you just, are you partying, you feel terrible. Right. Or how about you just have a bad cold. Right, right. Um, so there's different facets that we're able to address. Um, you know, we have immuno drenches, you know, magnesium, vitamin C, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those kind of cool, system. yeah, just sure. all kind of cool stuff. Yeah. Does, do they, uh, do they call you and say, I plan on being hungover tomorrow, do what you will, or do yeah. they call you and say, I want ABC? They know well, that. that both. And you know, when we're doing the most, you know, anyone can come to drenched hydration. You know, we are here on central Avenue. Anyone can come in and call me and set it up and we can, we can, we can actually put together an IV based on what your goals are. Right. But this, but for the mobile stuff, I couldn't carry all of my chemicals. Right. There's no way we could carry right. everything. Right. And some things have to be refrigerated. So we basically, we narrow it down to three different drenches or Got three it. different IVs, okay. which is a basic, a recovery and an immuno. Okay. We also offer like B12, magnesium, mm-hmm. vitamin C, mm-hmm. um, like NAD drips, sure. NAD, NAD shots, uh, right. sub Q. Um, of which I do every day. Right, yeah. right. Do you ever, without getting too medical about it, do you ever worry about somebody having like heart failure and them getting fluid? Well, or the, like that? The, before anyone is stuck, right. they do a review. We have a medical review. You'll either talk to one of our nurses with our our, our, checking our physician's before. assistant or the doctor herself. Got it. So it's not like we're just going in there. Willy-nilly jumping on. Yeah, we do a, <laughs> uh, do a, a basic physical, I sure. guess, beforehand sure. and ask. Heart failure, we got to leave you alone. Right, you know? right. Um, and there are some, you know, I'm not the doctor, but I have heard them say, you know, oh, your pulses are, you're 190, you're, what, and you're, you're 220 over 180. Let's back off. You're not going to get an IV. Got it. Okay. You need to go to the ER. Right. <laughs> or not an ER, but you know, we help, we've helped many, Navigate. many people. You know, like I said, over 50 people, I don't know how many houses we, we went to. We did it. We had a really fun time. We had three good groups. Okay. Know, okay. Know. Does, um, I don't know, um. Uh, in the past, when I've been in town, there's always a few people I end up admitting to the hospital because they needed something like that. Yeah, you can go you to know? the hospital and spend six hours yeah. and spend two thousand no, no, no. dollars on getting yeah. an IV, what? or you can come to me and spend two hundred bucks. Well, no, but my point <laughs> is, your middle-aged guy that had a good time last night that woke up this morning didn't have your services, All right? And then goes and does it again. This time out in the sun, out on the course, yeah, and then he's laid out and he shows up in renal failure. You know what I mean? Right. So there's there's a there's a lot of value to that. I think right. Uh, and people around here don't know it, so I look forward to masters. Right. I mean, we I do have obviously I keep my doors open. I do enough right. business to stay alive. Right. But I look forward to masters because people in larger markets get it. Get it. Right. I don't right. know why Augusta needs to catch on. Uh, I think it is. Um, I, think I think there that, are other IV yeah. businesses coming to town. I yeah. think I know for a fact yeah. there are. There's one yeah. in Surrey Center. Right. I said, oh, now I have, right? Yeah, now I have direct competition. Oh, interesting. Which is fine by me because IVs is just one aspect of what we Look, do. I, you know, I think that competition just helps 
communities. Get the, get get, the word out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, afraid of it. I, I know you're not. No. You're not afraid of competition at all. No. <laughs> Speaking of, you're signed up for a jiu-jitsu competition. Yeah, we're going to do uh, New Breed in Charlotte on the 29th. Yeah. yeah. I, if you, I hope you can go. I will try to. I think my cousin, or my, my cousin, my nephew Sterling's going to go. Right. Possibly Evil Josh. Okay. All um, right. Depending on what his thing is and then you i'm what i need to know is i don't have a match set up yet um i'm on there but they don't have anyone to match have me matched against anyone yet so that will tell me when i see that i'll go and get us a get me a room does that mean if you don't have a match i don't have a match but does that mean you automatically win or does that mean that that you don't no no it's not but i'm talking you you know what i'm saying i mean they have to for each class do they, they have to do they just give you a medal i don't know i've never hard to accept a medal like that i've never gone there for without a match right you know, right. I've always, I'm not going to go without, I don't know how it works. Right, right, okay. Um, I've been before and just left before they give awards. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah no, but I've, you know, I've always, you know, I've won one, I came in second on one, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, and then I lost, you were with me when I lost the first round. Right, right, know? right, right, yeah. So. Um, did you do any fun stuff last week? I worked, man. No concerts, no parties, nothing like that? I worked and I went and saw what is the guy the the comedian that his comedian has his shirt off the machine Bert yeah, yeah. the machine Bert Krishner Bert Krishner he was funny as hell really he's got a new uh, special he on is Netflix funny really he actually tells because he's in live audience right he tells you stuff about the stories but he'll give you added stuff that you don't that he won't be on the special oh really he'll okay. say, I can tell y'all but y'all keep it between yourselves <laughs> <laughs> he was hilarious. I'd like to see him at some point. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get back on track. We took a three-week break. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, a couple, I think next week and the week after, we've got some interesting guests yeah. coming up, you know. Um, it would be fun if folks on social media just gave us their opinion on what they want to hear about, too. Yeah. Let us know. You know, I'm pretty sure nobody really gave a damn about my Mexico trip I think week, it's cool. So... All right, well, hasta la vista. And if you need an IV, call us. There you go. Or you can leave a message at drenchedhydration.com. There you go. Thank you. All right, folks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.